this morning, I am going to teach a lesson that's called A Place to Belong. A Place to Belong. Have you ever felt out of place? Yeah? <laughs> ever felt out like you just didn't quite fit? Probably all of us have, have sort of felt that way at one time or another. I felt that way uh, just a little over a week ago. I did a, a wedding for some old friends of ours. Their son was getting married, and it's just a little bit different than, than what I'm used to. Uh, there were a, a few more monster trucks. There were a few more cows. You know, there were a few more cases of beer than I usually drink uh, uh, on a daily basis. It was, I, I was just a little bit, you know, out of out of place. And to, and to say that it that that this wedding took place out in the middle of nowhere would absolutely be be uh, beyond accurate. The the directions that they gave us was go to Rusk. I mean, that's the middle of nowhere already, right? Go to Rusk, take a left, and get lost. I mean, that's, that's really about the way that it was when, when we uh, put it into to Google Maps. That's, that's what Google Maps said. Go to, go to Rusk, take a left. We got lost, and they said, you have arrived. So we, we were lost. We were in the middle of nowhere, and there we were. We, we had to have somebody come find us. That's, that's how in the middle of nowhere we were. But we went to do this wedding, and the people weren't bad, great people, very nice people, just a little bit different from me. They dressed a little bit differently. Their music was different. I'm just not, I've seen cows all my life, obviously I'm from Texas, I'm just not used to being that close to them. I'm not used to, to having cows in the middle of the ceremony. Do you take to be your lawfully wedded? It, 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 was, it was different. It was funny. The, the bride and groom are standing up in, in front of me, and just right between their shoulders, there is a guy sitting just right in my line of sight. And he's got his spit cup. Just all, all during the ceremony. And I'm just thinking, can you not be without a dip for 15 minutes? I mean, this was going to be a really short ceremony, but he's just, and, and the funniest part of it all is when we got down to the end and I said, let's pray. He didn't even miss a beat, closed his eyes, took off his cap and just kept spitting. <laughs> not bad people, just different from me, right? Well, how do people feel the first time we visit a church? Do you ever think that when we have guests come into our church, that they feel a little bit out of place? It's just not something that they're used to, whether they've, maybe they've been in church in the past and they're, they're not connected in a church right now or they've never been in church before. You don't know what to expect, do you? How do they dress? Am I supposed to wear a tie? Well, it depends on if you're asking Brother Walker or not. <laughs> I'm not used to the music that's being played. They may not be fluent in Christianese. Right? And you know what I'm talking about. You've probably already heard it this morning. Somebody turned over to somebody else and said, I need prayer. And, and the person said, well, we'll if two of us agree touching anything, it's done. 
And a guest is walking by going, they're touching in this church. We're not staying. I didn't sign up for touching. Right? So here we are. If you're a guest here with us this morning, thank you for being here. I'm going to take just a few minutes, and I would like to take you on a, a verbal tour to introduce you to the culture of New Covenant Church. If you're a homebody, you've been around forever, let this just be a reminder of who you signed up to be, okay? And the first thing, New Covenant Church, we're a community. We're a community. There are people that live in a community, right? There are people around us when we are in a community. Someone once said, you can acquire everything in solitude except character. You can find everything that you need, just you, yourself, and I, except character. We need people around us to bring character out of us. Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. We're meant to be sharpened. We're meant to be around people. So let me tell you about here, the New Covenant Church, our community, we serve people. That's what we do in our community. We serve people. In fact, our, our serving team, part of what they say their mission is is to remove obstacles so other people can connect with God. As you came in this morning, there were a lot of people out working, setting up, and doing things. And why were they doing that? They were doing it so you could come in here. You didn't have to grill the burgers. You didn't have to set up the tables. You didn't have to put up the bounce houses so you could connect with God. And that's what we do here at New Covenant Church. We serve. We remove obstacles. Think about it. If we have a, a single mom come in and she works long hours and then she has to, to uh, have her kids with her or her baby with her all the rest of the week, do you think it may be removing an obstacle to her connecting with God that we have a nursery, that we have children's ministry. We have people serving right now in children's ministry so parents can come and connect with God. That's removing obstacles. That's serving people. The goal is not to come to church and to be served. It's to come and to serve. Come and be a servant. It says of Jesus in Philippians Chapter two, let this mind be in you. Or in other words, think this way. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, who although he was in the form of God, basically set that aside so he could come and be a servant. That's the mindset that we're supposed to have, to come and to serve. And here in our community, that's what we do. Let me tell you something else about our community. Don't let this shock you, but... In our community, we all have a past. <laughs> Somebody's excited about their past. <laughs> we all have a past. We've all been a mess. We've all got things that we're still working through. So therefore, we don't stand up here and look down our nose at people. 
If you grew up in the late 80s or the early 90s, you might remember this Saturday Night Live sketch. It was called Church Chat. Anybody remember this? Hosted by the church lady. And the, the, the whole segment was about her just tearing somebody down and saying something akin to, well, why haven't you been in church lately? What is keeping you away from church? Could it be Satan? And the saddest part of that story is the man that played that, that character's name is Dana Carvey, and that came from real life experience. When he was growing up, his mother loved to go to the Methodist church that was around the corner, but they didn't make it every week. And on the weeks when they did make it, guess what? They didn't have a lovely person at the front door greeting them and saying, hey, come on in, we're so glad you're here. They had the church lady there going, well, where have you been? Don't you love Jesus enough to have your kids in church? Do you want them to go to hell? And he, I heard him say in an interview that that was the reason when he grew up, he stopped going to church. Well, here we realize we all have a past. And because we have a past, we're gonna walk with you as you get free from yours. We have received forgiveness, healing, and acceptance, so we give it. Matthew 10, 8 says, heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, cast out demons, Give as freely as you have received. Now, I cannot speak for anybody else in here, but I promise you that in my life, I have been sick. I have been spiritually sick. I have been spiritually dead. I have had an incurable spiritual disease, and I've had little friends following me around trying to influence me. But because of the blood of Jesus... I received healing. I received forgiveness. I was raised from a place of spiritual death. And because I've received that, man, I want to give it. I want to give it. And that is the heart of this church. What we've gotten, we want to give. So guess what? You're welcome here with all of your mess. You're welcome here even if you don't realize you have a mess yet. Everybody else is looking at you going, hmm, they're messy. <laughs> you're welcome here. We love that you're here. We love that you've come and that you are a part of our community. The second thing we are at New Covenant Church is we're a home. We're a home. Amen. Psalms 68.6 says, God makes a home for the lonely. You ever felt lonely? Guess what? We're not... We're not supposed to be lonely. The Bible says that Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. God makes a home for the lonely. He leads out the prisoners into prosperity. Only the rebellious dwell in a parched land. We're a home, and we live here too. So therefore, you're not gonna be lonely. You open up your heart, you open up your life, you're not gonna be lonely in this place because we're a home. We want you to know that we're here for you. We want you to know that we will walk with you through whatever you are going through because you were not meant to do life alone. You're meant to do it with others.
I've always wanted to visit the, the, the redwood forest in California. I've seen pictures, you know, they're, they're, they're so big that you can drive cars through them. It looks just absolutely gorgeous. I've always wanted to visit that natural or that uh, national forest. Do you realize that redwood trees are the largest living thing on the earth? They are the biggest trees on the entire planet. There are some of those redwood trees that grow over 300 feet tall. And some of them are over 2,500 years old. Think about that. That tree was already growing before Jesus ever walked on the earth. That's amazing, isn't it? And you would think with something that big, that old, that it would just have these deep, deep roots that go down and hold up this huge tree. But believe it or not, redwood trees have a very shallow root system. But what redwood trees do is their roots grow together. They intertwine. So this tree here has grown over and this tree from this side, the roots have grown and they're intertwining together. A single redwood tree by itself would not survive a storm. But together, these huge ancient trees support one another. They need one another to survive. Guess what? So do we. We're meant to grow together. Our roots are meant to grow and support and lift up each other. We're not in this by ourselves. We're not meant to do it by ourselves. It's when we get off and we separate ourselves because of hurt. I understand that. Nobody just goes, I hate people, I'm leaving. They get hurt. And it's worse when you get hurt in a church. That's the worst hurt that you'll ever feel is being hurt in a church or hurt by a family member. But our roots are meant to grow together. We're meant to sustain each other. We're meant to hold each other up. And if God would mean, would mean that for, for a tree, he means it for his kids, right? So we're a home. We're gonna grow together. And third, we are a family. We are a family. Mark 3, verse 31 through 35 says, Then Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him. They stood outside and sent word for him to come out and talk to them. There was a crowd sitting around Jesus, and someone said, Your mother and your brothers are outside asking for you. And Jesus replied, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he looked at those around him and said, look, these are my mother and brothers. Anyone who does the will, anyone who does God's will is my brother and my sister and my mother. What was Jesus saying? Jesus was not denying the fact that he, that he had natural family, right? And I totally understand that, that for some of you here this morning, the thought of family may not be the, the, the nicest. 
You may not have grown up with the picket fence, mom and dad in the house. It may have been rough growing up, but in the family that God is putting together, it's meant to be a place of love. It's meant to be a place where we're together. I grew up in a, in a good home. Loved my mom, got a great relationship with my mom. My dad was a good provider. My sister and I aren't overly close, but we're not angry with each other. It's more just that I don't call her on the phone. But do you know that over the years that my family has been in this church, many of you in here have become more like a family to me than my natural family has been? We're a family. When I was going through some of the darkest times of my life, my wife was there for me, but what began to bring out the healing was when I began to come to this church and I got around family. God has created us to be in a family and here at New Covenant, we are a family. And as a family should be, I'm not going to say this is the way that it always is in, in our natural families, but here in this family, we love you just the way you are. You don't have to take a test to see if you can come in, because I would have failed. You don't have to reach up to some certain standard to be a part of what we're doing at New Covenant Church. In fact, you either. You know you're preaching good when the dog's saying amen. Dog said, preach it. <laughs> you do not have to be anything than what you are. Because let me tell you right now, God is not afraid of what's going on in your life. God has never been shaken. It's like Pastor Roger was saying earlier and the band was singing, nothing that is going on in your life today rivals who Jesus is. It does not shake him. It does not knock him off his throne. He never stops and goes, my gosh, what's wrong with those people? There is no rival for who he is. And in this family, we don't put that rivalry out there either. You are welcome just the way that you are. Even if it's ugly. You ever heard the, the old saying, uh, a face only a mother could love? <laughs> Don't let that hurt your feelings there, Matt. I know you heard it growing up. <laughs> God loves you just the way you are. He's not afraid of your mess. He's not afraid of what's going on. He loves you just the way that you are, and we love you just the way you are. You're welcome here. And the second thing about, about this family is we see all your good qualities. See, the enemy, he's going to come and he's going to tap you on the shoulder and he's going to remind you about everything that's wrong with you. He's going to tell you that you're not good enough, that you'll never make it, that you've fallen again, you've done the same stupid thing over and over and over again. You're never going to be good enough. You're never going to be good enough. But guess what God does? God looks down. He goes, nah, that's not who I created them to be. I know who I created them to be. God has more faith in us than we have in ourselves at times. And I'm telling you right here at New Covenant, when we see people, we don't look and go, man, what a bunch of morons. We look and we, we begin to call the, the good things out of you. 
Because people will come and they'll go, oh, you just don't understand what I'm going through. I don't have to understand what you're going through. I know what Jesus went through so he could take you out of what you're going through. And that's what I see. I see somebody that Jesus died for. I see somebody that God cares for very, very much. I see somebody that God has a destiny and a plan and a purpose for. And even if you don't see it yet, we may spend years trying to get it to come out of you. But we see it, and we begin to call it out of you because that's who we are, because we're a family, and we believe the best in you. A family shares things like dreams, hopes, possessions, memories, smiles, frowns, and gladness. A family is held together with the glue of love and the cement of mutual respect. A family is a safe harbor. Have you ever just needed a safe place? I just need to get out of the storm. I just need to get out of the storm. Have you ever been driving home and the rain is coming, the lightning is happening? And you're just, man, if I can just get home, if I can just get home, if I can just get home. And when you get home and your family is there, you suddenly feel safe. A family is a safe harbor when the waves of life become too wild. And no person is ever alone who's a member of our family. Because that's who we are. This is a place to belong. God created you to belong. God put something inside of us that we want to belong. You ever notice even those, those teenage kids that they're so rebellious, you know, I'm gonna be outside of the norm, but they all look the same? They've all got the same piercings. They've all got the same haircut. You, you ever notice that? I work so hard to be an individual so I can look just like everybody else that's in my group. Why? Because we want to belong somewhere, somehow. Even if I have to belong outside of what some people would say was normal, I still want to belong. Because God put that inside of us. To belong. To belong. Have you found yourself longing for a community? Longing for a place where it's not just about who's on the stage, but it's about what's going on in your heart. Have you found yourself wanting a family or wanting a home that, where the people were concerned about your giftings, your callings, your talents? What is Jesus saying to you? What has he called you to do? Do you know that then in America sometimes that is so far out of the realm of people even understanding? What has God put you on this planet to do? Uh, I don't know. But see, in a community and in a home and in a family, you get to find out who you are. You get to find out who you are. And that's why we say New Covenant Church is a place to belong. 
we want you to belong. We want you to be a part of everything that God is doing. We want you to be a part of everything that God wants to do in your life. We want to help you get there. Do you want to go? Do you want to be that person? You know, there was a time in my life when I'd gone through a very, very hurtful church experience and I didn't want to belong for a while. I didn't want to be there for a while. But there was something inside that kept drawing me back, kept pulling me back. And I'm glad that he brought me here. Because here... It's not just about what Pastor Sam says or what Pastor Chris says. It's about what God says. And what is he saying to you? Would you pray with me this morning?